What's going on, guys? Thank you for joining us again on As Raw As It Gets. Today, we're discussing the benefits of effective communication. As always, the wind beneath my wings. Adrian is here to help us go through it. Adrian, how are you, mate? <laughs> I'm really good, mate. I like that one. That caught me off guard as well. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, to See all that? our Bet Midler fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things we're going to be discussing today is listening and how that helps with effective communication. Definitely, definitely, definitely. No, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, I'm really well, mate. Really well. Actually, been doing a little bit of reading on communication, so I'm really happy to get this out to people because I think it's it's one of those things that a lot of people can really struggle with, and I myself included. So yeah, I can't wait to hear your take on it. Yeah, definitely. And I think the biggest thing with um, today's podcast is being able to give people some little tips and tricks, as we always do in the podcast. But to be able to actually help with how you can recognise when you're um, not communicating effectively, and I think being able to do that is in a sense of, you know, recognizing both effective, the, the, sorry, the habit of what is effective communication and then what is non-effective communication. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm hoping that our listeners can get a lot from today that'll help them even with just the way they communicate, you know, um, not just with others, but with themselves. And I think they're the two things we want to be able to address today is uh, what effective communication looks like with others, but also what effective communication looks like with yourself. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. Uh, effective communication isn't necessarily just face-to-face. It can also be in email, in text message. And I know a lot of people who do sort of correspond via text or email and of kind of losing the art of communicating. Yeah. So I think it is important to touch on. And I mean, even in text and email, people are getting so used to writing either shorthand or not really articulating what they want to say. Yeah. And how many times have you heard people go, oh, you seemed really aggressive in that text or whatever. And I didn't know what your problem was. Yeah. So I think it's important to touch base on that as well. Yeah. And I think, you know what, to touch on that, this is the problem, I think, with the way the world is. at the. Oh, here he goes. Here he goes. (laughs) (laughs) No, in terms of the way we communicate is because we've lost the personal touch. And, and that come, came from a lot more face-to-face contact and stuff like that. And as you said, and we do, we live in a world where everything's go, go, go. So, you know, text, email, all that type of stuff is obviously the main way to go. But in that, and like you just touched on, um, is that we're starting to forget what it actually means to be somebody else on the other end of a, of a conversation, um, if that makes sense. And I think that's really important. And I'm glad you touched on it. And I'm just backing your point. <laughs> I wasn't that... against it. I'm a big, big texter. Oh, here we go. If you call no, me, no. I won't answer. Then I'll just text you back. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that's really important. And in terms of when it comes to communication, good communicators actually understand the person they're communicating with. So with that being said, when you can communicate effectively, say even with yourself, it's having a better understanding of who you are. Uh, and I think what you start to, like I said, you start to lose that with emails. And, and that's where we get the, you know, there's almost an overconfidence when we text and when we email, because we don't have to see the other person's reaction. We can just send it and go, Oh, well, it is what it is from here on in. And, and, and a lot of the times it's, it's, there's a separation after that. If it's a negative way, 
does that make sense? Where we just go, oh well, stuff it, and then people, two parties, walk away, and there's no there's no repercussions. Whereas when you're face to face, if I tell you, you know, you're a dickhead for argument's sake, then that person, <laughs> then then you're going to sit there, and I'm going to see, I'm going to see the re, you know the reaction. And I'm going to go, oh no, I didn't mean it like that. I thought we were just having a joke. I'm really sorry if that's how you took it. Ha ha. ha. You've so never you said actually, that to me. <laughs> You've never said. I say really it sorry. a lot more than what you say to me. <laughs> Uh, no, I totally on. understand what you mean. You. So in regards to uh, communicating with ourselves, I know you're very big on that. So do you want to touch on that before we go into communicating with others? Yeah. Okay. Well, how, you know what? How about we start off with going, what does effective communication look like? So to start it's the off- the art of then, understanding. It, oh, nice, daniel son. I like nah, that bullshit. One. I just made that up. <laughs> That's a good one. I no, I it is it is actually fantastic, and All I right. rate that highly. Head drop, I'm out. <laughs> Don't drop the microphones; they're expensive. Yeah, um, no. yeah, no, it's yeah, no. I, I love that. I think it's it, you're spot on with that. It is the art of understanding. And you know, it's all. I feel like it's um, we're going into the whole the art of war by Lao Tzu. The you know the the book about um, Isn't communication with yourself. Is it Sun Tzu or Lao Tzu? I don't know. We'll just, we'll put it under the category of we stuff people's names up when we refer to them. <laughs> um, but no, I think what's important is that it is, it's very much an understanding. <laughs> did you like that one, did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I was just thinking um, of all the names you stuffed up. <laughs> oh, there's been heaps. <laughs> there's been so many. That's why they don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but it's, you, you're right. And it is the art of understanding yourself and, and others. And I think once you get really good at that, then you are able to actually create greater communication. So to start off, I think there's three things that are really important when it comes to communication. One is the physical state. So what type of body language you have during communication. The other one is the way which works, so our verbal communication. And then the last one is our listening. So how we're listening. Uh, and if you put that down to let's starting off with yourself, recognizing your physical communication with yourself is really important. So if let's just say we talk about a body image, if the way you stand in front of the mirror is very slouched and things like that, then expect that what you're projecting out is very negative. So therefore the language that follows is that you're going to be sitting there and telling yourself a whole bunch of negative stuff, which is what we spoke about in negative self-talk um, in a previous podcast. The biggest thing though, what I say is, when you're listening to that, when you're listening to what you're saying to yourself, that's where you can actually start to change the language. So when you pick up on that, it's really important to go, right, this isn't helping me. I need to change the way I'm communicating. Now that's with the body image thing and negative self-talk. Let's put it into context of an argument with you know someone at work, with your partner, with whoever. If you're in a very heightened state and you find yourself physically pacing or, you know, um, squeezing your fists or writing and do, you know, let's just say you're just doodling on a piece of paper while you're angry and, you know, you're really heavy and angry in the way you're drawing, then physically you can recognize that I'm not communicating effectively with, let's just say the universe. Okay. Once you do that, then what will probably follow is that what you're saying to yourself is also really negative. So that could be something as simple. Let's just say it's an argument with someone at work. You can be sitting there going, what's their problem? Absolute idiot. Da, 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 da. And, and then the track record that's happening within your head is really, really negative. So the end result is going to be a negative result. Whereas once you then start to listen to that and you go, okay, I don't think this is going to give me a result that I want. We can start to change. So we can go, okay, 
I can talk to myself in a way that's going to help me with my body language. So therefore, if I'm scribbling and I'm really angry, I'm going to go for a walk and calm down. I'll do some mindfulness practice. So I'm, I'm changing my physical state. The next thing is what I'm saying to myself. I can actually start to coach myself. I can say, all right, you know what? Maybe John has a point with what he said in the argument before. Or you know what? Maybe John's having a bit of a bad day. Maybe I'll go and check in with him. So we start to talk to ourselves in a better way. So we are effectively communicating um, in a way that's helping us. That's a really quick, I guess, breakdown of communicating with yourself. I hope that um, I haven't gone too fast with that, but um, does that make sense? I guess the direction I'm taking that. Yeah, no, I get it. There was a couple of points there that you mentioned that resonated with me, particularly with when you recognize your own body language. Yeah. And it's not so much when you're talking to yourself, but how that correlates to when I'm talking with someone. Sometimes I realize my arms are crossed and I'm like, well, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to portray. So I'll purposely, unfold my arms and then I look like an awkward yep. idiot with my arms just flanging around <laughs> not knowing what to do with them. Uh, but that's really important because consciously I know that if someone's arms are crossed, they're kind of shut off to that conversation. Yep. So if I think, and I think it's important. It, yeah. And I think it's important as well is to, when it comes to that type of stuff is understand the environment. So I know for me, I'm, I'm very natural in terms of like, I do have my arms crossed. Um, it's not. Explains so much. <laughs> It explains so much. Oh, shit. Um, but no, for me, it's just a natural stance. So I think, in, and that's where it comes down to, and you, and I'm going to keep going back to this because I think this is going to be like a subtitle, um, subheading, sorry, for this one, is um, having a better understanding. Or how did you say it? <laughs> say, say what you said? I don't know. I just bug it. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, I think basically, yeah, you said um, creating a better understanding. And I think that's really important is that, it's also understanding the environment helps with the way you communicate. So that's probably the fourth thing maybe we can chuck in is understanding your environment, um, which probably does still go back to the previous point I made about yourself is that if you are going to stay around in an argument, then expect that that environment is going to lead to, you know, poorer uh, communication skills. Um, so being able to leave the environment, understand the environment. So going back to what you just said about arms crossed, if you and I are sitting down having a beer and my arms are crossed, clearly I'm not shut off from you. We're just chilling out and we're, I'm very comfortable. But yes, if you and I are having an argument, my arms are crossed and I'm not really looking at you, then yeah, that's definitely me saying, I don't really give a crap about this conversation. And, uh, or, or defense, the other side of it is that defensively, maybe I'm struggling you know, and I'm feeling threatened within this. So again, like you just said, it's, being able, it's the skill of understanding, which I think that's what you said before. It was actually, yeah, no, it was. Skill of understanding, yeah. And it was good. So I think that's what it comes down to as well is that, yes, I love what you're saying because you're right. In some points, some people go, oh, arms crossed. Oh, what? You don't like what I'm saying. And so when you're being able to recognize that, and that's a good self-understanding is going, okay, you know what? I think this person probably isn't going to be happy with the fact that my arms are crossed. So therefore I'll, yeah, I'll flail them about and feel awkward. But you know what? That person (laughs) might feel better. Um, You know, but yes, I think, being able to understand yourself is really important. Excellent. So that obviously we've touched on how that translates into physical communication. Yep. And I think that's really important with the physical communication is, and again, to go back to what you said, it's the skill of understanding. It's understanding yourself and it's understanding your, the person that you're with. And it's also understanding the environment. And I'm once really glad you, you like that, that. We can put that on a t-shirt for you if you like. I love it. I love it. It is actually, it is awesome. I'm just, I'm even thinking about workshops and just all this stuff. So we've got the eight week flop plan. Yeah. 
That's all right. Which for everyone out there, the FOP plan is still on special. No. <laughs> um, but no, I think that's really important is when you, when you do develop that understanding and it's that self understanding, I think everything else becomes a lot better um, from that point on. And as you just said, when, when your understanding of yourself is very much in tune, then you actually become a better communicator with those around you as well. Um, because you're accountable for what you're saying. You're accountable for the way you're acting. You're accountable, you're accountable, sorry, for the environment that you're creating and therefore you can communicate effectively. So, you know, to touch back really quickly on the self stuff, when you understand the way you react physically, the way you start to speak your patterns in the way you speak negatively, and you start to pick on that up, up on that, sorry, through the listening, you actually start to make changes and really effective changes. So therefore, you know, if someone, um, you know, if you've had an argument with someone and you have a good understanding of who you are when you're heightened, instead of sitting there and just wallowing in, you know, that anger and that aggression, you actually turn around, you make good changes. And so therefore you talk to yourself in a really positive way. And then when you go back to that person, you're actually ready to resolve the issue. Uh, so what I mean by that is if, if you've spent, two, four, five, six, 10 minutes, whatever it might be on yourself, walking away from the previous, you know, um, heightened environment, all of a sudden you start to feel calmer and you're prepared to listen. You're prepared not to be as emotional so that when you go back into it, you go, okay, I feel like before we got off on the wrong foot. I know with myself, when you said X, Y, Z, I guess I felt a bit triggered, which is probably why I said this, this and that to you. I want to apologize for what I said. So can you see all of a sudden there's a pattern emerging where you're becoming accountable, the communication is very effective. And I'm a big believer that that doesn't necessarily mean that the person is then going to reciprocate. That doesn't always happen. And we have to understand the difference, which is again, the skill of understanding <laughs> that someone else might turn around and go, oh yeah, that's right. You're just an idiot and you got to crack shits with me and what's your problem? And you go, okay that's where then you're able to go emotionally. Okay. okay. Not- Clearly you're not getting this. <laughs> this is where you, you- say it's okay. <laughs> yeah. This is where you say, sorry, dickhead. <laughs> no. But what I mean by that is that some people aren't in the same emotional journey as what you are. Yeah. So therefore that person may, and it's happened to me before where, you know, in the workplace, um, I've had to turn around and be like, Hey, I'm sorry if that's how you felt. Da, 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 da. And that person still had a massive goal on me. And I'm like, Okay, I'm not exactly sure what happened just then. However, that's okay. Like, not that I say that to that person. Um, and thankfully, this person's actually left where I work, so that's okay. Um, but oh, I thought you were going to say, is, thankfully, we've amended, we've amended the relationship. No, we actually did. But you know what? The reason why that relationship probably um, did amend, and not to be all like cocky and confident when I say this, but that was actually because of, again, the skill of my understanding of myself and that person. I knew that person was someone that had a lot of um, issues within themselves. And I knew that it would take time and that um, I had done everything I could do to rectify the situation in, in a way where I didn't uh, make them feel bad. I, did, I, I, I even at some points just copped a barrage of, you know, um, insults basically in order. And I thought, it's okay, I'm not going to retaliate because I know this is what you feel that you need to do at the moment. But it says more about you than it does of me. And so in doing that, I was actually able to walk away and, and it didn't bother me because I, I knew that I'd done everything I could and I was accountable for what I had originally done. Um, good on you. And I, I wouldn't have been able to look. Like, how can you not fire back? Oh, the or old me, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, but believe me, old me, that's exactly what I would do, you know, and that's not to say that I'm perfect. I'd still, there's times where I fire off or whatever, whatever. <laughs> but I'm a lot, <laughs> but I'm a lot better at it and I'm a lot better at, I think listening 
Uh, I think that's the thing. And, and, and again, going back to what you've said, uh, is my skill of understanding. It's, and that's, I, I really, I actually think that's a go-to point throughout this whole podcast is um, what I've developed is my understanding of myself, of environments and of others, which has probably led me to be able to communicate a lot better than what I ever did. Um, Sorry, I just want to pat myself on the back because sometimes I jump on this podcast and I'm just like, all right, communication. (laughs) How are we going to, like Daniel, what are you going to bring to this? And then just bang or drop the the, the (laughs) go-to. Bring to it. You just like, hold hold my beer for a second. Watch this. (laughs) You definitely knocked this one out of the park. No, it's currently it's, uh, 9 a.m. I'm not drinking a beer, people. Let's. <laughs> no, no, no. Or hold my coffee. Hold my pre-workout. <laughs> um, but no, and I think that's what's really important is that that's probably the difference. Whereas before, I didn't have any understanding and I didn't want to have an understanding though. I think for me, it was just more a thing of like, you've upset me, so I didn't give a shit how you feel now. And, and it's, it was it's a very aggressive, you know, you can't go yeah, through 100%. life with that attitude. But some people do. But yeah, it's all right. I, I, you can't, I don't believe you can. But well, some you, don't, do. you don't have a happy life. So we're kind of digressing from communication uh, into <laughs> obviously back into positive self-talk yeah. for a positive life. Exactly. And, it, and it, all, it all matches up. That's the thing. And, and, and like we've said from the very beginning of our podcast, all of the things we're trying to teach effectively link up anyway. And these are all those skills and those tools that help you become a more resilient person, which effectively the aim of our podcast is to create really resilient people. And this isn't just from some crap about, you know, sitting there and um, saying to ourselves, Oh, if you do this and you wake up and you have your mantra, it's everything's gonna be okay. No, it's not. There are days that suck. There are days that are unbelievably challenging. There are days that, you know, gratitude doesn't work. There are days where you don't want to communicate effectively with people. And I think that's the biggest thing that I think with you and I, what we're trying to push out is, especially when it comes to as raw as it gets is, there's a lot of bullshit being sold to people. And I think you and I really want to break the mold of that and be able to say to people, you know what, there are going to be days where it sucks and there's going to be days where it's really difficult. But if you continue to work on these different skills each and every day, the bad days become very few and far between. And I think that's the difference. And that's why we start to see so many programs that are out there. They're great because they have great marketing, they have great sales techniques and people go, oh my God, that was fantastic. But then all of a sudden, a month later, people are like, well, that's not working. It's like, yeah, because it's like saying, here, here's a hammer, go and build a house. It's like, yes, it's okay. You start nailing. And all of a sudden, you got to cut something. You're like, well, what do I do now? So I think that's where, you know, like you said, we do digress, but because it all matches up in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, well, you just know. went back and touched on accountability as well. Exactly. So, no, really 100% important. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to take it back, I think let's go back to, you know, to that. So let's get into how we actually, you know, recognize these different things. So I guess to use, let's just say the example of what I used about before with work. So this, this particular example, the way it happened was I had, I'd come to work. So I, this, this particular person sent me an email. Um, I sent an email back and it was just a question about a, a role that I had to do throughout the week. Okay. So I just, I asked the question and I said, you know, what's, how um, does this work? I know that I don't think I'll be able to do it because I've actually got, I'm doing this, this and that at the exact same time. So what, what do I do? Um, the next, I didn't hear back from this person. The next morning I thought I'll go and chase it up and see what was going on. This person got very aggressive within a split second and then attacked me um, that I was emailing during their dinner time and all this other stuff and, and really came at me. And I remember I sat there, yeah, this is no word of a lie. Um, and I kind of sat there and I went, wow, what 
I'm not sure what's going on right now. Like, I'm just simply asking a question. <laughs> this, is, this is a bit full on. I thought, right, I'm not, I'm not going to engage. And I thought, I just, I said, but you do realize that I physically can't be in two places at once. So I'm just asking the question because I don't know what you actually would like me to do. Again, this person was in a position where they just did not want to listen. They were ready to just lose their mind. I thought, you know what? This clearly can't just be about me. There has to be more. And as this person kept going and was going at me, what started to unfold was then it was, and I've had emails from this person and then this person attacked me. I went, right. So I actually just became, you know, the proverbial straw on the camel's back. You just have the confidence with me to have a go at me. And I thought, that's fine. If that's what you need. And I left it and I said to this person, you know what? I think it's best that I just give you some time. I'm sorry that, you know, you feel like I've attacked you. It's definitely not what my intention was. And I, and I swear that I'm, you know, on everything, that's the way that it went. And the reason why I know it's how it went, because what unfolded proved that to me. Anyway, cut a long story short. I then walked off. I was going to go and um, make myself a coffee. And at this point, class had started. So I had what was called some planning time in the morning. And I'd walked in, I knew everyone was in class. And as I've gone to get my coffee, this particular person was then having a go about me to another staff member. And I'd walked in on it and went, right. I said, so not to be a smart ass when I say this, I said, but do you actually need me to go? I said, I'm happy if you need to vent. I said, you know, about me. I said, but if it's also a staff room, so it's probably a good idea, you know, that we understand each other right now. And that person said, no, if you want to stay, you stay. And I said, fine. I said, look, again, I'm sorry if this is how you're feeling um, because that's not my intention of what's happening. So again, I'm trying to just communicate the fact that this is not what I want. This person was still very heightened and therefore attacked me again and came at me and said, I'm going to take this to leadership. And I said, well, if that's how you feel, that's completely fine. But please understand if it goes to leadership that I'm, also, I'm not going to just sit here and keep saying sorry, that I will also defend myself then. And I was very confident again in what I said, because the fact of the matter is I knew I hadn't done anything wrong. And I knew that I was communicating in a way that was effective. That's not to say that deep down, I didn't want to lose my shit and tell this person <laughs> to get out. Because believe me, there was about 64 times where I was like, seriously, just shut up. Like, can you hear yourself? But I knew that that wouldn't do anything. I knew that that would just be petrol on the fire. So anyway, I left at that. Um, I spoke to my leadership team. I said, look, this is what's going on. I feel like there's a lot more going on. And given what this person said, there is a lot more happening. Da, da, da. So I tried to, you know, obviously give a bit of an understanding of what was going on. I said, so if this person comes to you, I said, I'm prepared to have the meeting. That's what you don't need to talk to me. Just tell me when there's a time. Nothing came of it. Probably about, oh, I don't know. I, I would say a good nearly two months later, I was, I was sitting in my room and I was getting prepared to start the day. And I hear a knock at the door and this person comes in and says, oh, have you, um, have you got to say, I said, yep. Yeah. Is there anything you need? Um, cause I had stuff that they might've needed to use. And, sh and this person turned around and said, no, I don't need anything. I actually just want to talk to you. I said, yep, yeah, no problems at all. What's going on. And this person just broke down to me and said, I'm terribly sorry for everything I said. I, it was not right that I had to go at you like that. Da, 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 da. And, and we had a great conversation. It was really, really good. And in the end, I ended up just supporting this person through a few things that were going on. But the point of the story was that for me, I had to have an understanding of the person. I had to have an understanding of where I was feeling physically and emotionally. Um, and I had to understand the environment that we were in. And once I did this, I became a lot better prepared. So what I did was I listened to everything that was going on with this person, which is what helped me to then go, right, this person's actually not just having a go at me now. They're getting angry at me, but they're not having a go at everything I've done. They actually have stopped talking.
talking about everything I've done. Uh, and they're actually focused now on about four or five other people that have upset them. And I haven't even been brought up once. So how do I not have listened to that? I would have just been fired up as well. And what would have been happening was just basically a verbal altercation between two people. So being able to listen was very important. Physically, I knew that this person gets very intimidated, um, especially by males. So I had to make sure that I kept really good distance and things like that, because I thought if I stand close, this person is going to feel threatened. So physically, I was very aware of myself. I was very aware of um, how I was standing and, you know, talking about arms fold and things like that. I was very aware. I made sure that even at one point I sat down so that, that person felt taller than me and stuff like that, just so that I didn't want to come across as threatening in any way, shape or form. So that's the physical side. Then the way I spoke, you know, I was very in tune with how I was talking. I made sure that I wasn't yelling. I made sure that my, you know, the way I spoke was quite slow. Uh, and that's not to say, oh, that person's dumb. So I need to speak slowly. It was just that it, when you start to speak faster, you, your emotions start to pick up as well, because then your brain goes, oh, something's not right here. And I'm going to feel threatened. So therefore I need to speak faster. I need to speak louder. And then all of a sudden it gets out of control. Okay. Yeah. So being able to do that is also, there's a method to that madness, which is you actually control yourself, which I think is really important. Um, and, and yeah, yeah. So basically cut a long story short, because of the work I'd put into from the start, it then allowed for the rest of the situation to unfold the way it did. And, and our situation after that was fine. Like, you know, this person who never would say hello to me in the morning would say good morning in, you know, in the way this person does. Um, but it was great. And, and I was very proud of myself. So to kind of go back to what we we're talking about before, it's sometimes it's really important just to have an understanding of who the other person is as well. And that not every time somebody is going to reciprocate what you're doing which is what we were kind of talking about before my, my little story here. But it's really important to know that if you go into, let's just call it a battle, that it's not just about focusing on that single battle, that sometimes you might actually have to lose a battle in order to win a war. And what I mean by that is I definitely lost that battle with this particular staff member on that day. Like starting off my day and getting my ass kicked by someone verbally is not how I want to start my day at work. Um, walking into a, a communal area and hearing, hearing this person, you know, have a massive go about me is not what I want to hear. However, I knew that if I was going to win the war and the war was not something of, I'm going to screw this person over. The war was that I want to make peace within this working environment that I'm in. Then I needed to step up in a different way. And so, yeah, I was very much prepared that when I spoke to this person, they weren't going to reciprocate. They weren't going to say sorry then or anything like that. Um, but I thought that's okay. You know, it's just, it is what it is. So I think, being able to take time away and, and reflect on yourself and the way you're going to go back into an environment is really, really important because that effectively helps you, as I said, win or lose a battle um, in order to win or lose a war in, in the long run. And you're back on Sun Tzu. <laughs> I definitely am. No, that's <laughs> a great story. Here, I love yeah. how you've, you've shown us the whole kind of circle of the, the event that folded. Yeah. I think we've gone a lot into the self-communication and, and the understanding yeah. of it. So yeah. what are some effective, like how, what, how can you effectively explain yourself or talk to someone in a, in a calm way? Like how did you stay so calm? I think so again, you know what it comes back down to your skill of understanding. When you understand who you are, who you want to be, then it's easier to project that. So what I mean by that is when you have a, a solid understanding of you as a person, and that's everything. That's, that's flaws and all though. Like I'm not just talking about the good stuff. I'm talking about flaws and all. So for me, a flaw is that when I feel threatened, I can, I can become 
I can get really fired up as well. And so I can fire off. I can be a smart ass and I can be condescending and I can be, you know, quick witted in what I say to shut something down or shut someone down. I have to understand that sometimes um, I can also do that without realizing that's what I'm doing, if that makes sense. So when you become accountable for that, that's where you're able to then um, recognize it when it starts to rear its head, so to speak. So for me, what I understood in that situation was that, right, I need to make sure that the way I speak is in a way that's not even really talking. It's more about listening. And that was basically the game plan. It was all about listening. And so once I understood that, I was able to go into the situation in, in a much more clear headspace. And I think that's what was really important was being able to actually do that. So once I could do that, the communication was a lot easier. And I was able to stay calmer because the, the goal for me in my communication and being effective in my communication was to listen, to um, make sure that person felt heard and to make sure that when I was communicating that, that that person knew I heard what they were saying. So it wasn't just a matter of me going, yeah, and I didn't even say that. So what's your problem? It wasn't that. It wasn't shutting down. It wasn't being dismissive. It was, you know, I'm really sorry that that's how you're feeling. And you know what? I can understand um, that when these people are emailing you like that, that that would be very frustrating. I'd probably feel the exact same way. And that's not a condescending way of going, yeah, no, I know that. Like, and I think that's where a lot of people stuff that up. They try to, they try to practice that, which is the whole art of, when someone says something, they're feeling that you acknowledge and then reciprocate it. But sometimes people come off really condescending and it's like, they're not listening, but when you can actually empathize with that person, which is really important, then that you start to find that person has a better and they go, you know what? And I think this is what happened with this staff member in particular is that they turned around and went later on shit. You know what? This person actually just heard me out and really empathized with me. And I think in the end, I just kind of lost my shit at them. Um, See, that took, good, that took a couple of months for them to realize. It did. Yeah, and that's fine. Mate, who's that's got okay. that kind of time? Like, I didn't, but that's the thing, I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, that wasn't in my game plan. Like, I didn't sit there and, and then go back to a strategy board and say, great, two months, this person. At that point, I didn't give a shit, if I'm being 100% honest with you. Yeah, I just went, you'd forgotten uh, it. You'd been through yeah, the situation. I was it's like, done. It's over. That's right, because what I knew deep down was that I communicated as effectively as I possibly could, given the environment. And I knew I could walk away comfortably from that. I think where people hold on to things is at the end of it, when they feel like they haven't been able to communicate effectively or when they're not being hundred percent accountable, I think that's the difference. So what happens is that you end up carrying on thinking about it because you kind of go, well, I should have said this, or why hasn't that person done this? Or, or yeah, I'm going to say this next time. And when there's things that are left unresolved, I think you tend to replay the story over your head. So that's where, so no, for me, yeah, it was fine. Like, even if it happened six months later, I still would have been like, oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it was done for me. And I think that's probably what's really important as well when it comes down to communication is being able to leave it all out there, you know, and do that in the most accountable way possible. So if you're, you know, if you know you're not a good listener, then make sure that that is something you focus on. And when I say listening, it's really important. Don't just listen to rebut. Listen to actually understand what that person is saying. Um, Cause I think a lot of us have the tendency to listen to rebut, which means that we just sit there and we're waiting for the argument for our turn to jump in. And it's like, you're listening and you got that one point. You're like, I'm coming back to that. It's like I'm when you're playing hopscotch and you're like waiting for the skipping rope yeah, to be exactly. at the right That's point. That's exactly and, it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And, and so, it's that waiting game. So what's a good way to practice listening? Like I've, I've heard some tactics, which I'm not a fan of, but I think they work yeah. where you repeat what the other person has said. 
but it depends on the situation that you're in. Obviously, if you're in an argument with someone and you're repeating the argument back to them, that's not going to work. No, (laughs) no. But that's what I was saying before the repeating stuff. But yeah, keep going. So it's just a matter of, well, I suppose that's a good way to practice it, but don't apply it to an argument because yeah. so we don't if someone's turning around saying you're like they go you're don't go you're and they go yeah but seriously and they go yeah but seriously like we're no, not no, talking no, no, about no. that no, no. so but if you say thing, you're a dickhead yeah. you go i'm a dickhead <laughs> no so i think what's important is and this is what i try to teach is when you are listening and and you're doing that whole thing of reciting back what that person has said it's got to be in a way where they feel like you're not condescending and i think that's really important so i know for me in that situation I actually didn't repeat exactly word for word what this person said. Rather, I repeated the situation and empathized with that situation. Yeah. So basically what I mean was that, you know, when this person was getting upset and saying, you know, and everyone's emailing me and I've got this and this person had to go at me and dinner. And I actually said, you know what? I get that. If I was sitting at dinner and someone was doing that, I'd be really pissed off as well. So that annoys me. I'm sorry. Why are you getting upset? And are you checking your phone? Are you reading emails? Are you eating? Like, shut the Oh, well, that's See, that, I can't that, do what that, you do. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I didn't tell you to check your phone while you're bloody having your steak. Jesus. Oh, believe me, but that was what was going on in my head. That was what was going on in my head. But what I realized was that if I say that in this particular moment, what's going to happen? Oh, what was going to happen? Obviously. Exactly. I know, I know that, but so, still. So that's the thing. Sometimes what it is, is it's about almost almost being in 100% control of the filter in our heads in order to make sure that what is shaking. Oh, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's probably the really important part is being able to recognize that. And so when I said it though, I, de- I, I was genuinely, and I think it's really important to genuinely empathize though, not just say words to make someone uh, to appease them if that makes sense oh, yeah, rather no, totally. you, you've got to be able to and and i think that's the thing is that when it comes down to listening you know talk about skills one really important skill is just being able to genuinely understand where the person is coming from uh and when you can do that i think you can start to communicate a lot better as well like when you can draw connections to why that person's feeling angry you're able to actually see that person in a different light and therefore you change you know the way your headspace is as well so I think a good listening skill, if we start going to skills for the different um, things we spoke about, one thing when it comes to listening is genuinely have, create an understanding of where that person's coming from. And that's difficult because especially when you're being attacked, all you actually want to do is tell someone to get stuffed. So it's really important that when you can genuinely understand where someone's coming from, it actually makes it a lot easier to want to empathize with them and communicate with them a lot better. Yeah. That's a, yeah, no, I agree with that. It is, it is a hard, tough skill. It's very hard. It's really hard. And even look, and, and, you know, I know for me, it's still something at times that I know I struggle with um, because there's just times where I just don't want to hear someone's shit. And because frankly, I'm just like, it's a bullshit excuse. And I don't give a shit what you're going through in life. But, you know, cause it's like sitting there and going, well, I've got my own shit to deal with. But sometimes it's, it's being able to go, all right, in order for me to have a better day, a better moment, a better hour, whatever, I need to put my shit aside because if this person is going to effectively ruin my day, then if I can put my shit aside, then that person is going to contribute to my day being better in the long run. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It just, yeah. I can't see it working for me. Because <laughs> I secretly in my head while you were saying that, I was hoping you'd say, all right, to get this over and done with, I'm going to punch him in the face. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> Not that I condone violence at all, but uh, which that's a very good segue into the physical side. So thank you for that. I know you were just setting me up. That was a good one. Uh, but no, that does that takes into the physical side because then the next part is being accountable for our physical actions is really important when it comes to our communication. And as you touched on before, if you're in an argument and you're crossing your arms and you're looking the other way, then you know some most of the time that just means that someone doesn't want to really give a shit about what you're saying. In other senses of the word, it also means that someone could be a bit shy and they're a bit scared. So it's just their way of kind of shutting down and, and feeling like I just can't look at you. So I'm protecting myself. But I think being, uh, being responsible for our own physical um, communication is really important. So if you are, and, and I think using the arguments is the most you know, um, easy example. If your arms are flying around and you know, you're pointing and you're, you know, it's like big gestures and things it means like you're that. Italian. Then, it's <laughs> yeah it does that's right it means you're italian or some or some european person and that's not racist um, guys because we're italian <laughs> that, yeah exactly uh but no what it does also mean is that you're very heightened and so you know big arm gestures like I, i'm very animated i'm angry i'm annoyed i'm this i'm that and the other person just says like whoa shit you need to calm down so you know that, that's the type of physical you know thing that we're um cautious of the other thing is that, you know, if you're pacing and things like that, you're clearly not in a, you're very heightened. So when you recognize all these different things and, and the other physical side is, you know, getting sweaty hands, getting the butterflies in your tummy, all these different things, there are responses to our fight, flight and fight. So when you can be conscious of these things, you're actually able to then master the other stuff because our physiological responses start to tell us what's actually happening in our body. And if that's happening, then you can bet that the story we're telling ourselves is very negative as well. And the way we're talking to someone is most likely going to be negative as well. Does that, um, does that make sense? What I'm, the way I'm going with that? It does. It's, uh, for me, it's, don't laugh. Man, I'm taking it you laughed at me first. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause I was just thinking when you say things like butterflies in the tummy, normally that's obviously the fright kicking in. Yep. I wouldn't have that's thought right. of that as being able to control it. So you can then control that to obviously change the outcome cool yeah so it's it's really simple if that's what you're feeling it's one of the it's fight flight or fright so some people yeah it's, it's freezing up some people it's ready to run away some people it's just that whole thing of i'm ready to you know get into a massive blue right now but essentially the butterflies in the tummy all that is is just blood leaving the your, your, your stomach because you don't need to digest food so you're just getting yourself ready to actually the blood's going to all the muscles that's where we get that feeling um same as when we start to feel lightheaded What's important is that when you feel that is being able to recognize it and actually stop and say, do you know what? I actually think I'm heightened at the moment. So now it's probably not a good time for me to have this conversation. Something as simple as that allows you to remove yourself from um, the situation and start to make a plan. And it's funny because smokers actually do this the best. If you notice people that are stressed out and they're in their fight, flight and fight, what do they do? Oh, I need a cigarette. I can't take this shit. I'm having a cigarette. And that's anything. That's whether at work, that's whether they have an argument with their partner, whatever. Their first go-to is I'm taking a cigarette. But you know what's funny? They're actually just removing themselves from the situation. And they go, oh, the cigarette helps me calm down. No, it doesn't. You actually stopped and walked out and you practice breathing. Granted, it's not good breathing whatsoever, <laughs> um, you know, because you're just sucking in um, a whole bunch of bad stuff. But effectively, what you've just done is you've left the environment. You've calmed down. You've practiced some slow and steady breathing, which if you think about sucking on a cigarette is slow and steady breathing, unfortunately. But it would be the exact same if you went outside and put a piece of grass in your mouth and did the exact same thing with the grass. It's no different. And you know what? It's not going to kill you. Your analogies are getting 
worse, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, well, I mean, you come up with an analogy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's no different if you just went back to your desk and practiced breathing for a minute or two. Yeah, but I was talking about outside. There's no oh, grass. I'm no different desk, than going outside. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, but what I was going to say was is that that's that whole thing of just being able to stop, recognize what's going on in your body and then move. The difference is that when Sometimes you it's hard to do depending on the situation. Sometimes you can't leave the situation. Give me an example of how you can't. No, like if you're in the middle of an argument or maybe you're just sitting there copying the brunt of the argument, it's very hard to go, well, Hang on, I'm going to go. But yes, you can. And that, that's, that's my biggest argument, that no matter what, the thing is we feel like we can't, but we always can, no matter what. If you're in a situation where someone's losing their crap at you, you have every right to stop and say, do you know what? I feel like this isn't going well, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk away from this one for the moment. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter argument. It doesn't matter if it's your boss. It doesn't matter who it is. At the end of the day, we can always control the situation. The difference is in the emotional strength we have to do it, though. That's what my argument would be. And some people are really good at it and some people don't. And that comes down to a self-confidence and self-value. Um, and it also comes down to a skill of understanding yourself. You know? <laughs> so it's, I, I would actually you know, debate that because I think what's really important is that no matter the situation, I mean, unless you are stuck in an elevator and the elevator is not moving, then yes, fine. You probably can't leave the situation. However, if you are in 99.9% of situations you can get yourself into, there is a way that you can actually go, do you know what? I'm not, I don't think this is a good time for me to keep talking to you, basically, and move. Or, you know what? Let's just call a timeout on this shit because it's not working for both of us. You know what I mean? And, and I think when you can do that, the other person will tend to reciprocate that in the end. Some people don't, though, but that's okay. That's, again, that always says more about them than, than you. Yeah, so those that don't, and they're like, no, you're not going, we're going to solve this now. Good luck to you. You'll be solving it without me. <laughs> like it's, it's pretty, and I've done that before. You can solve it. I'm putting it outside yeah. and it's grass. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's going to bite me in the ass a few more times, I reckon. No, See, but guys, that's, the and that's the skill of listening when I can take something that Adrian says <laughs> and, and screw him over with it. Uh, but no, I think that's really important is that you can actually walk away. 100%. That, and like you said, if that person wants to keep threatening, I'm going to do this. That's okay. That's fine. If that's what you want to do, then you can do that, but I'm not doing that now, you know? And yeah, maybe that's where there's that bit of a more of a smart ass in you that comes out or whatever, but however you handle that part is up to you. But I think what's important is that you can move away from a, from a situation that is not going that way. So as you said, if someone is just barraging you, you can definitely walk away. Sorry, look, I don't think this... And, and how you say that's probably really important as to the next steps though. Like if you turn around and just go, you know what? You're an F in this and F in that and I'm done with this. Then no, expect that that person's most likely going to follow you or expect that, that person when you do come back is still going to be really angry. But if you turn around in the way you communicate, which again, we go back to effective communication. If you turn around and say, you know what? I don't think this conversation is going the way either of us want. How about we just take a break from this? Or I don't think we're ready to have this conversation now. So I'm going to leave that person eventually will calm down and they can't, they, they, they won't, they won't be angry for you the way you left. They might be angry still for what happened, but eventually they're going to calm down. And that's most of the time that's going to happen. Sorry. I'm just thinking I'm a big fan <laughs> of the, uh, the middle finger emoji. So as you're walking away, <laughs> you just send them a text to that middle finger. <laughs> 
See, what we're seeing from Daniel is a great case study <laughs> into how we do not effectively communicate, <laughs> which is planned. We planned all this from the start of the podcast. <laughs> oh, all gosh. right. So but I think the last thing to touch on is obviously the verbal communication. Yeah. And I think that's really simple. Your tone, your pace, and the words you're actually saying. See, I, I disagree. For me, the verbal part is not simple. I, um, I'm, I like to think about what I'm going to say. I like to take yeah. my time with it. I like to make sure yeah. I'm articulating myself properly, which I think people listening to the podcast will know I, I stuff that up a lot. <laughs> I think earlier today I said wung it instead of winged it. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. I'll be <laughs> making sure I listen to that though. Um, so I think that's, for me, that's an important one. I think listening, fine. Physical, I'm starting to understand, but I find the verbal part of it quite difficult. Yep. So whether that's, you know, sitting in a meeting and I'm, I'm quiet because I want to take everything in and, and digest it before I respond to something or in an argument while they're going, I'm, I think that's where I fight back a lot, probably because I don't have time to digest it. So I just start sort of regurgitating shit to get myself out of the situation, essentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes there's some good points in there, but <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I'm just raising my voice. I don't know. Yeah. So, so I think for me, where, that's a tough one. Yeah. And I think that's, when I say it's simple, as in it's simple in terms of how to explain the basics of what to watch for, the execution of it is where we all have trouble. And I but, think that's what, that's your, I think that's obviously what you're trying to say is that the execution stuff is the hard part. And don't like, that was me. My, my biggest thing was I was never good with the, um, the way I execute my verbal communication. My verbal communication, you know, previously was that I'll just yell and I'll just scream and I'll swear and, and I'll raise my voice and then I'll win an argument because the other person will back down. But then you yeah. realize that's not, yeah, 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 come on. Um, but what you start to find is that eventually people just stop engaging with you. And whether that's out of fear, whether that's just the fact that they just look at you and go, Matt, you're an absolute dickhead. Um, either way, it's not positive for you. So I think what's important is that when you start to understand the words that you're saying, when you start to understand your tone and how you say it, and when you understand, you know, the, like the, that pace and the way, and you know, the volume of what we're, how we're talking, once you start to develop that understanding and the skill in which we do it, that's where the execution becomes easier. And I think that's the difference is that, when you're listening to that, so it's, you know, you talk about your situation before when, you know, you just, you're listening and everything's coming at you and all of a sudden you start to just regurgitate stuff in those moments. That's where it's really important to listen to what's happening within yourself and what you want to. So that's the outcome. You know what I mean? So being able to actually say, Oh, you know what? I think I'm actually pretty pissed off. And that's being able to even just go, you know what? Now's not a good time for me to actually talk because I don't think emotionally I'm ready to, <laughs> to say what I want to say and how I want to say it. Because I think if I do, I'm just going to lose my shit. And that's really important. And that's being able to even articulate that in being able to just say, do you know what? I actually don't think now's a good time because truth be told, I'm actually, I'm a, I'm a bit frustrated, you know? And if you're at work here, you probably can't say you pissed me off. But being able to say, I don't think now's a great time for me to have the conversation because I'm, I'm not sure where I'm at. Does that make sense? So it's very politically correct. It's okay. People don't feel threatened by it. And then you can come back to it. You know? Yeah. If you've got a close relationship with someone, then yeah, you might turn around and say, do you know what? Honestly, now's not a good time. Like I, I'm actually pretty pissed off. So I'll, I'll talk to you in a second. If you're a leader out there listening to this podcast, the one thing I always try to tell people that are in charge of teams and stuff is just say straight out, do you know what? I haven't processed all of this just yet. So I need a few more minutes and then I'll come back to you on, on this point. 
great because at the end of the day, people just want to feel heard. So if you're not ready to communicate effectively, take control of that in a positive way, then you can work through it in your own time. And if that means you go back to that person a day later or whatever it might be, or, you know, five minutes later, so be it. It's losing an hour or two hours or a day is much better than completely breaking down the relationship in saying things that you didn't want to say. But not just that, imagine the time wasted in trying to mend a relationship and dwelling on the situation. And then, you know, it goes on for days. All of it. It does. And it's, and it's not just that. It's also just the fact that from there, there's broken trust and you can't fix, you know, broken trust is very hard to fix and, and it takes a long time and, and, and there's still little scars here and there. So, it, you know, you don't scar up from someone saying, do you know what? Now's not a great time. Let me come back to you on this point. Because people go, okay. And what they do remember is that you handled that situation well. And then when you spoke to them, they felt heard. It was great communication. It was a great conversation. Excellent. I've walked away in a good headspace. And I can take on feedback in a better way as well. Whereas when you come at it from that point, like you stated before, when you're almost unprepared, what you start to find is that it's, you're not communicating anything you want and you're just, everything's breaking down. And then you end up just feeling more frazzled and you're like, well, fuck, I don't know what I'm saying. Just, you know what? Don't worry about it. And you know what I mean? So being able to actually stop and pause and go, you know what? Now's not a great time. I'll come back to you is really good because from that moment, you can actually strategize where you're at internally, what's going on with you, where your emotions are at, get that all in check and then start to prepare yourself for what you do want to say. And also what's really important is understanding that that person may not, which I keep coming back to is may not reciprocate that. So you have to be prepared for that because I think too many people don't. Their whole thing is that, well, I said, sorry, so that should be over. It's like, (laughs) I'm sorry, what? Like, well, I'm angry now. So, or you actually came at me before. So I think I have time to feel pissed off. So being able to, that communication stuff, again, comes down to being able to allow someone to feel what they need to feel sometimes. And this is in very, but that's, that again, as much as that's a negative explanation, it's actually about the byproduct of that is it's positive in the way it's executed. Yep. Sorry. Take it. <laughs> no, no, that's good. So I think that's what's important. Okay. That sounds good. I think, look, this was um, from a simple communication podcast. This has turned into something that's, it's really deep. It goes a lot deeper than I initially thought. And I think there's a lot more we can touch on, but that's probably about it for today. You'd say. Yeah, definitely. I think, look, all we really want for people to understand is just what they, what to look for and start to do that. Because really if we break down communication, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong journey because you're always talking with different people. But I think to kind of wrap this up is have an understanding, uh, develop your skill of understanding your physical, (laughs) right? So how you respond physically, how you um, verbally communicate with yourself and how you, what you're listening to. So what you're taking in, once you start to develop that, and you become accountable for those things, then the way you communicate with yourself, the way you communicate with others will start to increase over time and you become more effective at your communication. So I think to sum that up, focusing on those things is really, really important. Awesome. Well, let's, let's wrap it up with uh, our gratitude practice. Join us guys. I like it. Adrian, you can go first this time. All right. One for one. One for one as always. Yep. All right. So I, my first, bit of gratitude practice is I am going to say that I am grateful for school holidays because my God, am I exhausted? Um, as you, as you know, like it's been tough business wise, school wise and a few other things. So it's nice to finally have a mental break 
um, and just be able to focus on my, my um, studies that I've got going on and just enjoy some really solid time with my wife and my son. So I'm grateful for the holidays at this point in time. Awesome, mate. Enjoy that time. You deserved it. Thank you, mate. Yours? Uh, mate, I'm going really simple, which I think we've touched on. Sometimes they're the best ones. I, or Elise, shared with me a recipe for a peanut butter coffee. Oh and my, my God. God, I love it. It's a peanut froth- butter coffee? Yeah, so you froth the milk with some peanut butter in it. But I actually put a peanut butter powder from Macro Mike. So the milk becomes like a peanut butter nice milk. Little, nice little plug there. <laughs> I don't get anything. <laughs> um, right. no, because they've got a powdered one. So it mixes well yeah, with yeah. And then you have your so how does the, and pour it in. How does the peanut butter, for the listeners out there that might be as confused as me, how does the <laughs> peanut butter, how does that froth? In, well, does because it just melt down type thing? It does. From what I saw that Elise showed me, but because I use a powder, it just mixes in with the milk. So it becomes like right. a milk, it becomes essentially peanut butter flavored milk. Right. Now I'm assuming you can't do this with crunchy peanut butter. I don't know. There's a challenge for me. (laughs) There you go, listeners. Tune in next week to find out if you can do this with peanut butter crunchy. (laughs) Did I break my machine or not? (laughs) That's cool, actually. I really like that. I'm going to have to give that a crack. Yeah, it was really nice. But I I recommend using a powder just because it mixes a lot better. I didn't try it without. Right. Oh, okay. So did Elise try it with the powder or without? No, she. the video she she showed me was with peanut peanut butter. butter. Oh, all right. Well, I'm grateful for you for sharing that. I know what I'm doing next. <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Well, um, my next one is um, I am grateful that, um, again, I'm going to go to my, my son on this one. I'm grateful for the last that he shares with me all the time because the one thing that no matter how stressful my life gets and how full on things can get for me is that he's just this constant beacon of light and energy and and it always, it brings me back really quickly to just making sure I need to refocus on what's important in life. Um, and when I do get caught up in the work stuff, the business stuff, the schooling stuff, um, the relationship stuff, whatever it might be, it's just, he's that constant light for me. So yeah, I'm very grateful again for my, for my son. That's, that's lovely, mate. Actually, I've got to say hello to him again. I haven't seen him for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's been running around outside. He's loving life. Um, I'm I'm grateful that I live in a country with free healthcare. Healthcare, sorry. Yeah. I think that's something that's overlooked, and particularly now with COVID and everyone's losing their shit about you know we're yeah. locked up and this and that. I mean, we still have a pretty good considering we have free hospitals and some countries don't. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. So Definitely. I'm I'm grateful that yeah, good old Australia is where I live. Yep, I like it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna second that one as well, and I'm gonna continue with that because. I think we need to talk about some of the important stuff at the moment. And so given the fact that, especially for Victoria, we're still in lockdown, we're still in isolation. It's going to keep going for a little bit more. What I'm grateful for is that we do live in a, in a country where, you know, cause I'm hearing this a lot, a lot of people that are saying, you know, Oh, it's like being locked up in jail and things like that. And I don't, <laughs> I, I, and I, I try and I try not to be rude when I say this, but let's be honest there's not too many people in jail that can go for a walk and get a coffee anytime they want or whatever. So I think it's, it's about being grateful for also what we do have. And, and this is not a great time and I get it. And everyone's, you know, and I'm the first person to want to help out people with mental health issues and struggling at the moment. But I think what's important is that I'm grateful for the fact that we do live in a, in a country where 
you know, I can go and drink water that's, you know, I don't have to boil, which I know that happened a long ago when we did have to boil water. <laughs> but, you know, that I can go to the shops anytime I want, that I can, you know, we can do things like Uber Eats and stuff like that. I'm very grateful for the, that that's where we live. And, you know, and Melbourne is a beautiful place. You know, Victoria is a beautiful place to live in general. And I'm very grateful for the fact that as crazy as things are going on, there are things like, you know, there's beautiful parks, there's beautiful creek areas, um, there's beautiful trail walks. There's a lot of stuff that we can actually do to benefit our mental health in, in this terrible time. And so I think, yeah, I'm also, yeah, I'm going to jump on the, I'm going to piggyback what you just said. And I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that we do live in a, a country, a state, whatever you want to say, that we have this type of freedom. And so, you know, um, that's not obviously including the people that are struggling, you know, in certain small, you know, poor socioeconomic areas and stuff but that on the whole we do live in a position where you know we can do a lot so i think yeah. that's something to focus on the gratitude of, of that at the moment as well oh absolutely i, I this isn't my gratitude but just something that i think is important to mention because i say it to people all the time yeah. imagine if the pandemic happened 20 years ago where we had dial-up oh. internet oh did we even have dial-up internet then probably not so 20 just years ago, imagine if uh, it happened at a time where uh, you know our phones didn't exist exactly. and you literally could not see or talk to anyone. Like you had, 100%. you were completely disconnected from the outside world. Yeah. That like, it's not as bad as it could be as bad as no, it exactly. is. Oh, look about, you know, the poor, the people that are obviously in third world countries and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. I think sometimes it's all about, you know, changing perspective and, and looking at what's going well in life sometimes, because look, uh, you know, for the people out there go, you know, that might be struggling, I'll put it out there right now. You know, we, and I've told you this, we lost everything with the business. We, we, there's so many things we were struggling with. So many, so many bad things that kind of happened for us. So I definitely understand where people are coming from, but you know what? The one thing that kept me going and got me back to where I need to be was just making sure that I actually focused on the good things and the, the things that I could do every single day. And I think that's, what's really important as well sometimes because yeah, it's a bleak moment, but you know what? We're very, very fortunate. In, in the world that in, in especially in the country we live in so yeah i think that's the last thing i'd be thankful for as well yeah absolutely um my last one i think i'm gonna be i'm grateful for on the weekend i was able to get some exercise in they've extended our exercise period for two Yay, hours for, look out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no i actually got to do it with my nephew so we went for a, nice. a nice long bike ride it was it was awesome i haven't been able to do that's something it. like that with him for yeah, that's cool. For a long, long time. So I'm grateful for that. Lovely. Well, that's beautiful. It's a great way to, I love finishing our sessions like this. And I hope for the listeners out there, you've been able to, you know, share some of your gratitude with someone else as well. Um, if you haven't, take some time now just to write some of the things that you're grateful for, because it is a great thing to do and it helps us just reconnect with what's important in life as well. So thanks as always for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you next time. Thanks guys. See ya. 